This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host, as usual, Amanda, and today I'm joined by R. Craig. Or as tonight, I'll be known as Ringo. <laughs> well, whatever floats your boat. Okay. Or your yellow submarine. And we have Paul Dake. So I'll be known as Paul, well, Paul, from the Beatles. <laughs> Hello, McCartney. Paul W. Welcome yeah, Paul to McCartney. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> and we're joined by a super special guest tonight. We have my little brother, Jamesy. Hello, hello. Are I'm John Lennon on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, who can I be then? You can be George. You're cool. Oh, yeah, I'll be you. <laughs> James, are you excited to be joining us? I am. Do you know what? We've been planning this episode since, like, last May. I was like, I promise you can come on the podcast and talk about our trip and blah, blah, blah. And we just haven't been able to work out. But he's finally here. So finally let's start. Finally. Let's start the show as we usually do with what everybody's drinking. So, James, as the guest of honour, you can be first. Tell us all what you're drinking. Strong bowl dark fruits. The best drink. Lady <laughs> <Delated> drink. <laughs> it's a Nick Branch drink. Nick Branch would be drinking, like, cherry tango with some vodka in it like he was the other day. <laughs> for those that aren't Patreons, you won't know that, but that's the kind of fancy shit that Nick gets up to for the Patreons. In his pants. So, yeah. Paul D, what are you drinking? I got a real man's drink. I, I'm on the copper bug cider, strawberry and lime. Yes. Oh, it's like being in the ladies' bar, this. <laughs> <laughs> Paul W, stay for us with a man's drink. Sadly, I've not got an alcoholic beverage. I am drinking a chocolate orange coffee. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> but it is in my Universal Orlando Resort. You are here, Mug. Oh, that saves it a little bit. <laughs> Just. Craig, come on, what are you drinking? I am drinking Rickenbacker Premium Pilsner from Germany. Mm-hmm. And I've got a 12 year old Glenmorangie to um, follow it up with. Delightful. Cheers. So I'm going to be blitzed in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the the man of the podcast, clearly, I am drinking a Budweiser. My drinks batter your drink. Do they? Um, do they? I'm drinking whiskey. But 
If I drank whiskey, I'd be in a coma for about a week. Get on no the whiskeys. Get on them. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. First round of the meetup, that's what we'll be buying Amanda then. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> yes, I'll never see me again. I'll be spreading off into the night. Like Chris Ripley. <laughs> yeah, like Chris Ripley. You might be wondering where Chris Ripley is, and we don't know either. As far as I'm concerned, he's been abducted by aliens. He's a lady now. Christina Ripley. You know what? It, it might well be. Who knows? You guys probably know as much as we know about Chris Ripley at this point. We have no idea where he is. He might have gone to Alula Lani again. He could be anywhere. Willis or Whipley? <laughs> yes. So, James, let's start with our matrix last year. I want I want you to basically tell everyone your feelings because for those that don't know, that was James's first trip to Universal for ten years. So we went every year when we were kids and he kind of stopped going, but me and Ash continued to go. And so that was his first time there for, well, since 2007. So I want to just touch on some things that were, were new to you and how you felt about them. So we'll start with City Walk. So the, the last time that you went, City Walk looked completely different. Yeah. So what? How did you feel about the changes? It was, it was weird. It felt like I was in a completely different place. Um, so obviously, last time we went, well, last time I went with Jews, there was the NBA um, jam place, and, and NASCAR was still there, and you know it wasn't as big and didn't have as much variety for food and whatnot. But now with like two sums and 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 it's just, it's better, obviously, because there's more variety. But at the same time, it's like, the nostalgia type of thing is gone when you remember him, like, shooting hoops way back when. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and now you're swapping a, a strawberry milkshake from two sons. You know? <laughs> what did you think about the milkshakes? Because we, we maybe stupidly, but maybe we're the smartest people there, got one giant milkshake each smartest people there 100 <laughs> percent. did I you like awesome. them I think they were oh. good value for money oh yeah you're absolutely awesome you've got to have one if you've got that's it i think you've got to try them they are they are pretty expensive and i i couldn't finish a whole one you obviously could but i couldn't i uh, big lad but i think they're definitely worth trying Oh, yeah, you've, so, you've got, obviously you've gone. Yeah, that's it. So did you feel like there was, that, that you could spend your, like, your whole entire night times at City Walk now then? Because in the past, there was, it was kind of focused on the nightclub element, I feel, the last time you were there before. And obviously yeah. you weren't old enough to do anything like that then. But now they have more restaurants, they've got the mini golf. Did oh, you there's, there's, there's more age-appropriate things to do. Yeah, you can you can now like spend the full like near enough a full day at City Walk. Because obviously with like oh. the putting and then the cinemas and everything there, 
you don't have to go into Universal to, you know, you can just stay on City Walk and spend your day there, and it'll be, it'll be a nice little day. Because obviously, when when we went, and me being like what eleven, I couldn't do a thing other than go on the mummy and <laughs> go into Universal and. Like, That's it, and I feel like now Universal, Universal are doing a good job of making sure, in the same kind of way that Disney do, I feel that you'll spend the whole of your time on property. So yeah. why would you go out for tea maybe on iDrive when you've got so many more choices? In the yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then moving on to the parks, what new things were there for you this year? Um, new. Uh, Rip, Rip Rocket. That was new. <laughs> Minions. Oh, Rip Rocket. Rip Rock Rabbit. Uh, Minions. Uh huh. Um, The Simpsons. Obviously, replacing Back to the Future, which I'm not best pleased about. <laughs> and then, obviously, Potter. Okay, so what, how did you feel about Potter then? Because I did film your reaction when we walked into Diagon Alley for the first time because I knew that it would blow you away. But what were you feeling when you first walked in? Uh, it's just awesome. Like straight up, like it's. You can go into the park and spend ninety percent of your time there, just in, um, like the Harry Potter sections. That's it, and I, I think that you still didn't even manage to do everything that was in Diagon Alley, no, really even though we spent pretty much an entire day in there. I think there's still things that you didn't manage to do. Oh yeah, and we'll catch up with them next time. But there's, it, it was just awesome. You, you can see when, like, you took the video and everything, I didn't really know what to say. That's how, that's how took back I was when, obviously, going in. Like, you see stuff online, and before we were going, like, well, before, when was it? It was opening in the year after we went, wasn't it? Last, so 2008, 2009. And in Diagon Alley? Yeah. That was 2013, 14? Which, which one opened in 2009? Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade, that. So obviously you see it then and you try to stay away from all the videos. But seeing it on YouTube and seeing it in real life, it's completely, it's just amazing. Yeah, like you, you can't compare how you feel when you're completely immersed in that type of land because Universal don't spare any expense when they're trying to recreate the lands. Oh, and it's it's exactly how like how it looks on the movies as well. Yeah, and I think it's exactly how you imagine it when you're reading the books and then suddenly being transported into that world, especially for the first time. Like I know how I felt the first time that I walked into Diagon Alley and I was I felt like I was gonna cry. Yeah, because it's... everything that I'd read and everything that I'd seen in the films, I was like, wow, this is this is real life. Yeah, but isn't it just a big like shopping precinct with a couple of rides in? Well that's what Diagon Alley is. <laughs> it's not St John's, no. <laughs> it, it's literally St John's. <laughs> I mean it's definitely not St John's. It even stinks away a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's just when you're there. I said oh, the yeah. England effect. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's such an, an immersive land that I think it's easy to get kind of caught up in your emotions when you're seeing it for the first time. And there's so much to take in, so I think it's a bit of like a sensory overload as well. Yeah, because you just want to look at every single thing. I have to say, I had a new appreciation for it because I've always been a bit critical about it, like calling it a, a shop and precinct with a ride at the bottom. But me and I, well, it technically is more or less. But when we went in August, me and our Eve, our Eve went in and bought an interactive wand. And then we spent all afternoon going around doing all the tricks. And that was actually a pretty good day. Do you know what I mean? It was really, there was witches walking around showing you how to do the, the wizard, uh, the, the wand waving. Um, everyone was talking to you because you've got your wand. So all the staff are talking to you as if you're a wizard, that type of stuff. So it was a better, experience because we sort of just give ourselves to the land type of thing if you know what I mean yeah and I think as well in in Diagon Alley and in Hogsmeade you get to have interactions with the with the team members that you wouldn't have in other areas of the park so the characters are very themed and very in character so in places like Nocturne Alley the the sinister and the you know a bit mean to yeah, in the same way that they are on maybe Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios, and they make some really interesting interactions, especially for someone who hasn't been there for ten years and hasn't had a chance to experience team members in that way. Yeah, it was it was weird because you see like you see like the team members in like maybe. Of, like the front entrance, obviously New York and whatnot, and then going through like different types of the park, and then going into uh, Diagon Alley. It is, it is a lot crazier and to see how different teams work, and it's just awesome. Exactly. Like, like there's there's the girl who spoke to us in in that shop, and she just stayed in character for like the whole conversation. I was trying to crack jokes to her, <laughs> blank face staring at me like she hated me guts and I was like <laughs> I was like well done she was just being herself <laughs> yeah just put, putting the moves on her alright there girl you know me <laughs> but I think as well one of the one of the main things that we were talking about when we were in either of the the Wisdom World of Harry Potter areas was the entertainment so things like the Frog Choir Oh, and the yeah. Tire Wizard Rally. Things like that that you wouldn't have seen before. It was like entertainment on a new level. Yeah, it is. Because if you look back when to, we used to go, there was Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Beetlejuice. I mean, rest big time, rest in peace. Bring it back, please. Love oh, Beetlejuice. And now it's, it's changed to all these these little ones and they, they are still I don't know how they've managed to still be just as entertaining as they was 10 years ago and always be adapting so did, did, so did you feel then that 
Universal's kind of kept up with the times because it, it's easy for people like maybe me and Paul and Craig who who visit often and we see these things like as the changing so it's easy for us to keep up with it and see where Universal's going but for you not being there for 10 years and then being kind of thrown into this new way of Universal working do you feel like they have really kept up with the times? Absolutely. Absolutely. They've adapted to to change tremendously. Like it's it's just the um, way the the innovation come up with with new stuff all the yeah. time. So, what did you feel about Transformers? Because that was another thing that was new for you in Universal. Oh, um, it's a Spider Man, isn't it? Really, but with robots. Oh, what? That's <laughs> right. Hide, hide them all with robots. I love Transformers so much. Yeah, yeah me you, too. You like the, um, just for pressing all the buttons. <laughs> you don't like, not like you're right. <laughs> I like that there's, that there's stuff like that in the queue, though, because kids just want to, and, and me, I just want to press everything that's in a queue. And that's how I end up probably getting sick. But... Things like the queue in Transformers where you can see the all spark and you can press all the buttons and, you know, it kind of takes your mind off of waiting in the queue for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so down for stuff like that. But I do I do remember you saying to me, like, oh, it's just Spider-Man. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What was it? Two pumpkins? <laughs> yeah, two or five pumpkins, but you gave that. <laughs> I gave it five. Okay, what about Fallon then? Because Fallon was new for me and you this year. Um, but we'll start off with the with the Q-less system. Oh yeah, that was, was definitely new to you. Yeah, it was better than standing in a queue for for a while, and with all the like um, with the band and whatnot, and like you're walking through and there's all the like memorabilia through the years. It's, it seems like time's going past a lot faster whilst you're waiting. Kung Fu Panda's lost a load of weight as well, Annie. Yeah. Don't you be being nasty about hashtag. Me and hashtag are bros. <laughs> I love hashtag the panda. Okay, what did you think about the ride technology then? Because obviously another thing that you would have noticed, which is what a lot of people seem to, well, they don't seem to be, they do, kind of get down on Universal a lot about, is that a lot of the rides have screens. <laughs> I Did really you feel it. like that was like too much for you? That there were so many screens now compared to when obviously the last time that you were there, realistically we had Jaws there, we had Back to the Future, which I know is screens again, but it's a different kind. How did you feel about all the screens? I didn't really mind it to be honest because that's I don't know. It's it's kind of accommodating to people who don't really like roller coasters. And it still gives you the feeling of you're kind of on a ride, really. But you just have a large telly. Okay, so then speaking of screens, we'll move over to islands. What about Kong? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yes. One of my favourite rides of all time. Yeah. So obviously you're, like, you might not look into theme parks as much as maybe other people do. 
So, like, when we're talking about Kong, when when we were talking about it opening, we were talking a lot about how it's the same kind of thing as what's on the tour in Hollywood. Yeah. But, obviously, you, you won't have really looked into that a lot, and, obviously, you've never experienced that. But going into Kong... Did it? Did you look at anything on Kong before you rode it? Didn't. No. Okay, I didn't either before I rode it for the first time. So going into the queue, how did you feel about that? A little bit scared. <laughs> A lot scared. <laughs> Tiny bit, yeah. <laughs> and what about the scare actor that was in the queue? Oh, it was so good. Because there was such kickoffs about that. Oh, no. like, people were so angry that they were going to put a scare actor in line, but I feel like it works really, really well with the theme, as scary as it is. Oh, why build a hole in the wall if a fella's not going to jump out of it? <laughs> like... That's true. Craig could jump in there if there wasn't someone in there. <laughs> uh, Nick got all angry at that scare actor. <laughs> he gets what? angry at every scare actor. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, my darling, I'm sorry, it's a chilly deal. (laughs) I think because a a kid was in front of us in the queue and a scare actor jumped out and the kid shat itself. So uh, Nick was not impressed. Is that what Nick blamed it on? Yeah. The kid in front? He was just scared. He's a lady, Nick. (laughs) This is what happens when you're not here, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was a kid crying with us for the entire time. He's oh, absolutely terrified. He's just laughing. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. I was like, "Oh, poor kid." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, I d- did you ride confrontation? I don't remember. It would have been before. I can't, I can't even remember last week. <laughs> okay, so then I would. I would what did you think of the Kong animatronic then at the end? Because obviously when we ride it, we we'll compare it to Confrontation. Um, the big monkey head, <laughs> big gorilla. Oh, it was, it was cool. It was, yeah. It, it was yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great. But... So, would you prefer to see? I'm trying to, like, put this as, you know, you, you haven't been there for 10 years and you don't, you're not as, like, into every single detail of theme parks as what maybe we are on because we do this podcast. But would you, as, like, an average theme park goer, prefer to see things like animatronics, like Kong at the end, mixtures like kind of the whole Kong ride is where you've got the beginning where you've got all the bats and things like that and then you've got the screens or do you prefer the screen only rides mixture 100% a mixture so like Kong yeah so then things like Fast and Furious which we're imagining is going to be very similar to Kong are you excited for Fast and Furious um I think I'm excited because it's a new ride. And obviously you want to go on the new stuff, but like I said, I've said before, I'm not a big fan of Fast and Furious, so that's what's kind of taken me out of it. 
Okay, so then but how... I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, I'm, I feel the same. Like, I'm not a gigantic Fast and Furious fan, but I've seen the films, and I think it's going to be... It's exciting. It's exciting, and I think the technology that they're going to use is going to be good. So, But how did you feel that rides like Gringotts, which, again, is screen mixed with ride? How do you feel like things like that compare to something like maybe The Mummy? Because obviously you would have been on The Mummy before when you'd be in. Yeah. How do you feel like it, it holds up against The Mummy? Um, the two, like, the two different, I'd say to even compare them. Okay, so maybe I'll try and, like, reframe it as the mummy has won it's won so many awards for being the best indoor attract dark attraction and the technology that they used at that time was really like innovative and people really went for it. So if you compare that to a few years ago when Gringotts was made do you think that Universal's Direction with using screen roller coaster, or do you kind of go in the same way that they're going with other rides like Fallon, where a lot of the rides that come out are going to be relying on screens? I hope, I hope they keep it with a mixture, but more roller coaster. If you get me, instead of just like a slight bit of movement as you go through doors and stuff, and like obviously with Kong, as you go through the big. The big doors, that's the main moving part and going to see the bats. But like a drop and then going in front of the screen would be ideal, I think. So if they do something like that, then obviously they're going in the right way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So what do you feel like was your favourite thing at either of the parks in May? New or old? Any. So what was your what was your highlight of the trip? Um, I think getting getting to Universal on the on the walk walking around City Walk on the first night we got there. Yeah, after eight champs. Because to see everything that had changed, it was it just it took me back, and it was like oh, I was like nine, ten years old last time I was here, and now I'm twenty. And see how much it's changed and adapted and kept up with its times and it was just it was just awesome. Was there anything you especially missed, James? Something that's gone away that you liked before? Jaws. Yeah. Jaws one hundred percent. Oh who Jaws. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely love Jaws. Jaws and Beetlejuice and Back to the Future. Yeah, I like Pets of the Future. That was good. I always kind of wish that they, like, and I know that they could do it, just bring back the Back to the Future video even for just one day. Get rid of Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, I definitely agree with that, but I can't, like, as much as I love that, I can't see them getting rid of all of the Simpsons land now. We'll we'll see whether Disney buy Fox or not. (laughs) (laughs) Is this another thing that I've missed? Has this happened today by any chance? Yeah, it's come out again that uh, <laughs> that the deal looks like it's going ahead. 
So Disney will own the rights to The Simpsons. <laughs> wow. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, speaking of Simpsons, I want to open it up to the to the whole team for a little bit because we we covered a topic on the Patreon episode a few days ago where we were talking about things that we like about the parks and like want to stay or things that we'd like to stay at the parks and things that we maybe don't like so much at the parks and it brought up an interesting discussion about dining. So I just kind of want to open up to the whole team, James you included, about things that we'd like to see in Universal dining wise. So does anyone want to go first? I'll go first, and it was, it was the subject that I brought up to, to talk about today. As, as I said in that Patreon episode, I like to see things that are, that are quite heavily themed, and we talked about the, the Monsters Cafe. Um, but some of the, the franchises that I've had, some that are there now, I think, I think really fit the bill when you're looking at, at themed restaurants. So there was a couple that I kind of thought of. First one was something we've talked about tonight was Back to the Future. Um, and I honestly cannot see why Mel's Diner has never been themed to the the cafe in Back to the Future. Yes, imagine how cool that would be. I've never I've understood, never understood that. that. No, like that that would be absolutely incredible and that would drive everybody wild. Like I never really seen Mel's Diner empty. But I never really feel like it's used to its full potential. Same as Monster Cafe. Like, they have a kind of umbrella theme. But then, not a lot's done with it. Uh, There was a couple more as well that I thought of. Kind of varying levels of of dining. Uh, The next one that I kind of came up with was um, Kowalski's Bakery from Fantastic Beasts. I haven't seen Fantastic Beats Beasts yet, so what what is that? Basically, the the league guy that's the the muggle that is kind of part of the team. His dream it starts off with him trying to get a loan to buy build a bakery, and by the end oh. of the film, he gets that bakery. Ah. And it'd be great as just like a little snack place where you could go and get a sandwich or a cake. I don't think Universal do the themed foods quite as well as Disney do. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a great place to have some kind of more variance on on some of the, the staples of, of theme park food. I agree, because when you look at things like, um, I think it's Tokyo. I might be wrong where they have the, the alien um, dumpling things. Yeah. I think that's Tokyo. And yeah. I watched a video a few days ago where they were just looking at all of the different themed foods and all of the merchandise, and I was like, imagine if our Disney Park did this, but imagine if Universal did something like this. Like, you see it a little bit in things like the Hello Kitty store, where, like, every everything in there is themed to Sanrio or Hello Kitty. And you see it a little bit in the Wizarding World, so you'll see, like, the butterbeer-flavored everything like the mousse and things like that and the ice cream. But why can't that carry carry on through the rest of the park? I don't understand. Exactly. That was my thought behind that one. I'm and feeling the, it. And then the, the third one, and it's, again, something we've already talked about, is a, a King Kong-themed restaurant. Before you say yes. it, Craig, not the, the King Kong dong. <laughs> Just 
dongs all yeah. coming through holes in walls. <laughs> but what I came up with was something more along the lines of a fine dining experience, something like Be Our Guest. And it mm-hmm. kind of, the the story where he gets captured and brought to New York, and they kind of have that unveiling where it's like a, a black tie thing, kind of have a, a sit-down restaurant where it feels like you're kind of at a Hollywood show. And not saying they need an animatronic, but possibly having like a King Kong behind a like a a sheet or something. Like that, a sunny eclipse. Well, not even that you need to see him, that it's kind of like just, his just his dong, an animatronic dong. <laughs> I was kind of thinking just kind of like his shadow in the cage behind it, and then every now and again he'd he'd shake the cage or something. What, oh, what that's about such a good idea. What about utilising the Hogwarts Express screens and the, the Star Wars screens that are coming up in this new hotel so that you're inside, you go into the restaurant and you're inside of a tower building and oh, then King... like, like Trader Sam's do with their windows yeah, yeah, but King Kong is then looking in the windows so you th- feel like you're a hundred stories up when you look out the windows and King Kong's climbing up the side of the building. That would be awesome. And his eye, his big eye, just winking at you through the window. <laughs> so you'd bite his tongue. Yeah, his brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then he throws poo through the window at you. <laughs> okay, Craig, do you have any ideas that don't include poo? <laughs> Well, to me, you've got all these highly themed lands, especially in Islands of Adventure. So, where is the the Marvel superheroes character breakfast? That you've is very true. And then, where's the Zeus character breakfast? You have all individual characters dotted around at poorly advertised character dining locations throughout hotels. So, you might get one member of Despicable Me and one member of like you might get the Grinch or whoever you get, you might get Scooby Doo, but give them. You know, so the Simpsons could have character dining where you get to meet everybody related to the Simpsons. That's and, true because around Christmas time in Circus McGurkus, they do have um, the characters walking around there. So they have all the Zeus characters walking around. They have Who's walking around. So why can't they do that all through the year? The classic monsters. Why aren't the classic monsters it, as as a, a character dining experience? I have brought this up to someone that works at Universal actually, and I was like, it it baffles me that you have all the costumes from Beetlejuice from the Beetlejuice show, and you're not even utilising them, which would cost you no money in Monsters Cafe. I don't understand why you wouldn't be doing that. And all this would pay for itself if you just did a proper, um, what do you call it at Disney with the food? A, a universal dining plan. Not a, a daily thing where you'd have to go, me and Nick took advantage of it uh, for one day, but do it so that it's part of the package. And I think you can take it that you get the universal dining plan, but make it pricier at a point where, like at Disney, you're booking character breakfasts for your one sit-down credit. 
And people would 100% pay for it, and that's proved by Scare Actor Dining. Oh, I'd love it. Every, if, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'd struggle to give Universal more than four days of my holiday. But them four days, I would be dining out at an all you can eat something or other, whether it was a breakfast, a lunch, or a dinner, every day of my holiday. Mm-hmm. City Walk might suffer at that point. City Walk isn't really theirs, is it? It's just a collection of uh, uh, restaurants. Well, the way that I see City Walk is it's a it's a nighttime thing. Yeah, definitely. So I know that people do like, and I do sometimes run out there to get lunch if I'm a bit sick of theme park food. I might go to like Panda Express or somewhere like that to go and get something little. But I see that more as a nighttime thing, especially because. And if you're a patron, you'll know this already. I get agitated about the parks closing really early. But I feel like I want to get my money's worth. So I'll stay in City Walk and I'll have my tea in City Walk. But I'll go there pretty much every night for my tea. Because I stay on site at Universal. So I don't think that City Walk would suffer that much if they had more dining opportunities in the parks. Because I think people would still go there at the end of the day. And well, you know what it's like anyway. Trying to get into a restaurant in the night, you might be waiting for forty-five minutes. You might be waiting for an hour. Most nights, and that's because people want to eat there because they're the good, solid restaurants. But if they just had more, not like I don't think they need more restaurants because I think they have plenty. But if they had different options in the restaurants. So we talked about this on the Patreon thing too, about how you'll go you'll go into five different different restaurants and they'll all serve the exact same food. Even though the outside themed like an Italian restaurant or the Monsters Cafe, but you can get the same pizza in both of them. I think they so, need a couple of decent sit down restaurants in the parks. I know yeah. they've got them in City Walk, but I mean I've eaten a lot in Disney and I've never been inspired to eat in any of the Universal restaurants. I mean, I've had like fast food from Simpsons and things like that, but you need a couple of good themed sit-down restaurants. Yeah, and I think I think Mythos is the only one really mm. that is like that. The yeah. rest, like as we say, do do just serve the exact same food. I think Cafe La Bamba was probably the most different, but that's never open anymore. See, there's lots of these little places that are never open anymore, so they've got the space to bring in proper character dining. Mm-hmm. Don't buy your kids stuff for Christmas. Buy them memories with a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Maritime cruise. Hi, I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. Christmas is one of the most magical times of the year for a Disney vacation, but it can also be the busiest and the most expensive if you don't plan it right. So contact me to take care of all of those details for you and do your complete itinerary planning. My services are free to you, and mention this ad for $25 off your deposit. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I put this out on Twitter, so do you want me to read them out? Yeah. Uh, so I put out, well, how would you improve some dining at Universal? So Teddy L407, I don't know if that's a catchy name. Uh, I'd like to say signature drink similar to their competitors, Dole Whip, 
I think it'd be a nice staple in the park and Nathan's hot dog stand could come back as it used to be in Amity. Do you remember that? Um, no, because I, I don't eat hot dogs. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't remember something like that. But what about a boss of beer, Nathan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Uh, okay, Simon and Julie. Uh, we met Simon and Julie. Hello, Simon and Julie. I'm waving at you. Um, after going to Halloween Horror Nights 27, pizza fries need to come back as a full gear option somewhere. I wanted to eat them, but I didn't. Ash got them. Yes. But, you know, she's pregnant and picky, so... She threw them off half an hour later. <laughs> Probably. But Luke and Ashton had some of the pizza fries, and they really enjoyed them. They looked cool. I was really excited to try them because I love pizza and I love fries, my two favourite things. But it had pepperoni on and they wouldn't do it without pepperoni. So So there was no vegetarian option? There was no vegetarian pizza option. I think maybe on a quiet night they might have done it without pepperoni, but at that particular time I couldn't have without pepperoni. So I was sad. But I, I, I think that would work. Uh, drummer man Matt Monsters Cafe is brilliantly themed but the food needs a desperate revamp and upgrade I agree so we, we did speak about this in the Patreon episode about how we think that they should have monster themed food because it's Monsters Cafe and president so even like a drink like if they had a, like a specialty monster drink that, that would go down really well and Paul was it you said Monster Mash it was Nick. I, <laughs> me and Nick both cottoned onto it at the same time, but Nick was the one that said it. I let him make the fool of himself. <laughs> but I love that, like, Monster Mash. Like, what? it's so easy. Why wouldn't you do that? But, like, I love Monster Cafe, and, I, like, that's the one place that I make sure I go to every single time, but purely for the theming of the actual restaurant, not for the food, because it is just I get pizza and I get cheesy fries. And I could get that in any other place in the park. I have to say, the last time we were there, we waited until it closed and they'd left the door open and we sneaked in and had a look. Rather than going there while they were, yeah, while they were feeding everybody, we thought, oh, we'll go and have a look while it's closed. Why didn't you just, when you got pizza and fries, why didn't you just stick the the fries on the pizza and have pizza fries? Well, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna do that next time. Okay. Uh, President Buck Lightning, he's the last one. Uh, he says he'd get rid of cowfish and replace it with an outback steakhouse. I, did, <laughs> I agree with that. I think you're both crazy because cowfish is my favourite place on earth. You don't eat meat. I eat frickles and I eat veggie f- sushi. What's a frickle? It's a fried pickle. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Well, I've learned something new today, children. They're my favourite thing ever. Like, it's a side dish, but it's absolutely gigantic. So you get fried sliced pickles and a gigantic bowl of ranch dressing. So you stink afterwards. But I'm not trying to impress anyone, so I don't care. <laughs> and it's glorious. And obviously, I don't eat meat, so I, so I can't comment on what the burgers are like. They do have a veggie burger, but... I don't go there to eat a veggie burger. I go for the veggie sushi and the freckles, and it is my favourite place to eat on the whole of the Universal Resort. 
Say what now, girl? What? Yeah, Dave, please. Freaking hell. I've just literally had a seizure. You just I, haven't tried cowfish in the right way. I have. I went in there and I asked for some cow and some fish and it was shit. No, mate, you need to come to cowfish with me and I'll show you the right things to order. I'll have a frickle any day of the week, girl. Everyone needs to try frickles one time in their life because they are life-changing. <sighs> That's all I go to Florida for, some frickles. But I disagree with what Adam Santino says because cowfish is the best. I think it was the best thing to ever happen to City Walk. Oh, God. Hmm. Whiskey's just gone down the wrong goal. <laughs> okay, Paul D, do you have any thoughts on what you'd like to see? Well, like I say, I, you know, I haven't eaten that often in Universal, so I think I'd definitely like to see a couple of good sit-down restaurants, probably just two or three in each park, maybe something themed around Jurassic Park, um, maybe a good one, um, something themed, well, not quite sure, I mean, we've talked about Monsters Cafe, so I love the whole kind of Monsters theme, so that, you know, certainly, you know, I would like to see something there. So yeah, a couple of a couple of really good dining experiences, and then as, as Craig said, um, a couple of good character breakfasts or 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 even character dinners. What if they did a Fast and Furious dining experience? Play some Richter burgers. Preferably. Yes. So that's that's obviously going to need to change. As much as it'll be sad to see that go. But, I mean, I haven't eaten there in a long time, but I do like the theme of the restaurant. But that's obviously uh, going to need to change to a Fast and Furious theme, being directly opposite it. What if they did a character dining there? No. Get, ser- get served by Dom. <laughs> yeah. By the family. It wouldn't be Imagine- Don. It'd be Buck Lightning. <laughs> but, right. Imagine if they had, like, the cars, like, hanging from the ceiling. Or, like, spinning on a thing, like, in Hard Rock. It could be so. It could be such a cool restaurant. Or what if you were sat in booths that were made of the cars? I do that, and like you could have maybe um, the lights dead low, and you could have a big screen showing Fast and the Furious, and it could be introduced by an old man talking to a robot every so often. I do that. But I think it would be really cool. And I think that would that would be a nice addition, I think. I think and char- it would be so hard to change it. Character dining doesn't work when you've got face characters. But what about princesses at Disney? Well, all right, they work as the, the fit. But and they don't they don't necessarily have to be the face characters. They don't have to be characters like that are directly in the film. But why couldn't they just be kind of dressed in the same kind of way that people are in the film? Like, just look like they're, they're into drifting and stuff. Because I don't want to meet a greased monkey. Why? <laughs> because it's just not the same as meeting Don or one of the family. Well, I mean... Just like, some random covered in grease going, how you doing? 
Well, how's I'm, your burger? I wouldn't be opposed to that. How's your burger? <laughs> be like, I'm veggie meat, but my freckles are delightful. Why you got the freckles on? Get out of my freaking car. I personally think that this would work really, really well. I mean, universally, if you do this, you're welcome. You're welcome. But I do think this would actually work really, really well in the park. And I think that's surely got to be what's on the cards. The one way to bring, right, Beetlejuice back is Beetlejuice's character breakfast with all the classic monsters. Yeah, and and halfway through the, the meal... He gets on stage and does a song. Oh, I would love life. I would absolutely I, love life if that happened. I thought the one way to bring Beetle just back was to say his name three times. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is one of my favourite things ever in any of the parks. James, if you were to bring anything to the parks, Dynamise, what would you bring? It'd be kind of similar to Monster Cafe, but like a years through Horror Nights experience, but dining, like with characters. Oh, yeah. That would so, be cool. But from like every year. Yes, because they've got the costumes there, so they could do it. Then or that would that would make icon. it timeless as well then, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That, that's I love that. what I'd want. Okay, so I am a really big fan of the way that they do things in Diagon Alley and in Hogsmeade. So the way that Three Broomsticks is and the way that um, Flaky Cauldron is. And I don't choose to eat there every time just because I'm not a big fan of the food that's in there personally, just because it, it, it is hard for me to eat in places like that because I don't eat meat. But... I love the the theme that they have in those two and the way that it's carried through with the food. So I'm happy for them to keep the kind of themed restaurants that they have now, like Mel's and like Monster Cafe and like Lou's, if they just theme the food a little bit more. But then I did really, really love Cafe La Bamba and that wasn't themed food in any way. It was just... A, a bit of a change up from regular theme park food. So you could get things like pulled pork sandwiches and there was a lot more vegetarian options in there. And I'm really sad that that's not open anymore. But I just like something that's, that is a bit of a change up. That's maybe not a sit down restaurant like Mythos because sometimes you don't have the time. Especially if, like, Craig, you know, you'll, you'll dedicate a maximum of four days to Universal for your trip. That's maybe two days in each park. You don't always have time to go to a sit-down restaurant. But if you could have something that's a bit different to a pizza or a burger. I think if if they could give the character dining a, a rollout and expand it, that would need you to then give more time to the parks so that four days might become six days, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because you're spending two hours dining with characters. That's two hours that you're not in the parks riding rides with your express passes. That's true. That's true. And it's all about keeping you on site. In the same way that Disney do it. 
like I I don't drive when I'm in Orlando. So if I go to Disney, I'm there from park opening until park closing. I'm not going to go off site anywhere to eat. And I want to I want to be able to constantly have things to do to fill my day up. And I don't always feel like I get that when I'm at Disney in certain parks. But if I'm traveling to somewhere, I want to know that I can spend my entire day there. And as much as I do feel like that you can at Universal, I think things like what you're saying, Craig, would make the general the general tourist want to stay there for the entire day. Definitely. We've we've never stayed in Universal past dark. We've we well, I know the nighttime spectacular is gone now, but we never seen it. We were always that out in City Walk having something to eat or back in the hotel. Mm-hmm. But if we could have an evening meal, uh, a character dining experience in Universal at six o'clock at night, take my money. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Is there anything that anyone else wants to talk about, about dining? No? No. Nah. No. I don't want to make this episode too long just because we don't really have much news to talk about because we did cover all of that in the last episode. But I just want to touch a little bit on the fact that me and James have just booked two trips to Orlando for next year. So we have booked for April, my birthday. So we're going to go for nine days in April. We're going to stay at Cabana Bay again because we love Cabana Bay and we love the Cabana Bay Lazy River. And we'll be there for nine days. We're not doing Disney in April other than one day. So we're going to go to Disney for my actual birthday. And we're oh, just... controversial. I know. So I've been struggling, really. I'll talk about it more on the on Diz After Dark. But I was struggling to find a one-day ticket in the UK because they cater more for the one-week tickets, two-week tickets, three-week tickets. So it was pretty hard for me to find a one-day ticket where I could do park hopping. But we are basically going to go to... Hollywood Studios in the morning, and then we're going to spend the rest of the day at Epcot for the Flower and Garden Festival. And I'm excited about that, but the whole rest of the trip is going to be universal. And I, my annual pass will still be valid. So I'm going to use that and I'm going to update it for another year. But I'm going to buy a separate ticket for Volcano Bay because I still haven't been to Volcano Bay yet. So I'm pretty excited about that. A little bit nervous because the rides seem pretty um, intimidating, Craig. I'm sure that you'll tell me that they're not. No, they're not. They're a doddle. We <laughs> did didn't... you go on... Says the six foot five man. I know. Mm. Like, did you go on the on the Krakatoa slide? No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go on it. Intimidating. It was a car crash of, of a day, if you remember. We didn't go on a lot of rides. You just went and spoke to the man under the, under the volcano, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we spent a lot of time talking to him, trying trying to see if he knew Jack the Clown. <laughs> and, and the fountain as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the fountain. Well, when I, I mean, mentioned Jack I'll the Clown that. to the fountain, he, he got off. <laughs> he was offended by you. 
Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go to Volcano Bay and I am going to do Krakatoa. I'm very nervous about it. But I'm sure that um, I'll make James go down it first. 100%. <laughs> if James survives, I'll do it. I would take your, your, your loose pants to uh, Volcano Bay because the food options in there are... What I'm the most excited about, honestly, since Volcano Bay's food was announced before the park opened, I was like, I'll go just for the food because the food looks absolutely glorious. It is. I'm really, really excited about that. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to get all the rides done in the morning and then we're just going to eat and eat and eat for the rest of the day. But I'm super, super excited to do Volcano Bay because I've heard such good things about it. And hopefully by next April, it will be maybe a little bit quieter. And I'm choosing to go after Easter and after Mardi Gras. So hopefully a lot of kids will be in school. So maybe the parks will be a little bit quieter too. But we're really, really excited about that. We were going to stay at Sapphire Falls because I, I, Sapphire Falls is my favourite on-site hotel. I absolutely love it. But I do like spending my chill days in the Lazy River. So we decided to go for um, Cabana Bay. We're going to stay in the tower again. So that's really exciting. And then in September... We are going to stay at Aventura. And this is what I am the most excited about. Because although this hotel isn't really heavily themed, it's going to be the most technologically advanced hotel. And I just want to know exactly what they're going to do. So it's going to open in August and then we'll be staying there in September. And the rooms look amazing. They've got wooden floors in the rooms. So no Mingan carpets. So I'm pretty excited about that. And they have iPads in the rooms that control the air conditioning, the TV. I think you can get room service through the iPads. Hey, that's boss, Dad. I didn't know that. Yeah, honestly, like, it looks absolutely incredible. So even though it's not themed in the same way as, like, Cabana Bay or Sapphire Falls might be, it just looks really clean and really slick. And it's the second cheapest, isn't it? Only Cabana Bay's cheaper. Well, this actually worked out cheaper than Cabana Bay. Surprisingly. I think maybe they have an offer on with it being new. So I think maybe next year it might be like in line or maybe slightly more expensive than Cabana Bay. But it worked out maybe about £100 cheaper than Cabana Bay did for the same time. But then they have the rooftop bar. Oof. So on the rooftop bar, you can see downtown Orlando. You can see all of the parks. That's going to be incredible. I'm really, really, really excited about that. That's going to be like £8 a, bo- $8 a bottle. Well, in the parks, you pay like 10 to $12 for a beer. So if, you, if you're used to paying that, then I can't see it being... A million miles away from that. But I think that'll just be a really nice place to go to in the evenings. So I can't wait to see that. And then I was a little bit sad that there was no Lazy River in this one, I'm not going to lie. And I didn't think the pools would be up to much because I kind of thought with them not having a really heavy theme, the pools would be pretty plain. But then I've seen some artwork where you can see Volcano Bay from the pool. Like pretty close up. 
So that looks really interesting. I can't wait to see that. But I'm just really, really, really excited. I really can't wait to just try Aventura. And because it'll be so new, I think not a lot of people would have stayed there yet. And I can't wait to like talk about it on the podcast. And share everyone my videos from there. Because I think it's going to be a really interesting hotel. And I'm curious as to whether they're going to use the kind of technology that they were testing at Cabana Bay, where they had the robots in the lobby. Did anything come with them robots? I never saw them in the whole time that we were there. So they were never, they were never testing it when we were in the hotel. But I imagine that it was tests for Aventura, with it being the most technologically advanced. I think it's a, it's a sure thing that they're going to have them there. But I don't know what they'll be for. I don't know whether they'll just be kind of maybe you can check in with them and check out with them. Because in Cabana Bay, you don't even need to check out. You can just fill in a little slip and then just put it inside a box. So you don't even have to talk to anyone when you're leaving. Or you can check out through your TV. So I imagine that they'll maybe be used for that. I don't know whether they'll do things like room service. I don't know. I'm just really curious as to what they're going to do with all this technology. But on that trip, we're going to, we'll be there for, I think, 18 or 19 days. So we're going for the same length of time that we went for this year. And we are going to do Disney in September and Universal and obviously Halloween Horror Nights. And it'll be James's first Halloween Horror Nights for 11 years. Which I know that you're definitely excited about, James. Beyond. Yeah. So I think we're going to maybe do an RIP tour. Well, you, you've been the last two years, Grace. <laughs> so I think you're luckier. Well, yeah, but you're going this year. It's going to be amazing. This year's going to be the best one ever. Swear to God. I really hope so. Like, I've been hearing some things that are rumoured, like... It is being really heavily rumoured right now. Mm. And James is a big fan of it. I'm down for that. <laughs> so, we're definitely excited about that. But we're going to maybe do an RIP tour just so that James can get like the most in, out of one night. Like Obviously, we'll be going as many nights as we can. But I, want, I just want James to have the best possible experience that he can. So we're maybe going to do an RIP tour. We're definitely going to do an Unmask and the Horror tour. So we've been looking into that already so that we can see and take pictures of as well the set designs because we were talking on one of the previous episodes about how, you know, they're up and then, then they're gone straight away. And you never really get a chance to see them in all of the glory and the things that you might miss when you're walking through the houses. So I want to see that first hand this year and I've never done an Unmask in the Horror Tour before so I can't wait to do that. But we're going to just maybe try some new things. We're going to go to SeaWorld as well. I didn't go to SeaWorld at all this year. So I'm hoping to see some new things at SeaWorld. When did we go to SeaWorld last? I think it was 2015. Was it? Yeah. I went in 2016 and we, me and Ash got to ride Mako. I I thought you were going to say Shamu then. No, <laughs> definitely not Shamu. But we, like, I don't watch the, sh- I don't watch any of the shows when I go to SeaWorld. 
but I do I do enjoy the rides and I I appreciate the the conservation work that SeaWorld does. I don't agree with animals performing in shows, but I do I do agree with the conservation work that SeaWorld does, and that's why I still do go to SeaWorld. And I think that they have some of the best rides in Orlando. But there's things there that James won't have seen before, so he he hasn't seen Mako, he hasn't seen um the penguin ride, I forgot what that's called. He hasn't seen um Manta. So there's Kraken plenty of stuff. VR as well. Oh yeah, I, I haven't even experienced cracking with VR yet. So so many things that we can do that we ha- that we both haven't experienced yet. So we're definitely excited about SeaWorld. We might even potentially get some SeaWorld annual passes because that works out so much cheaper. In the same way that Universal does to buy in two two different sets of passes. So I think that's something that we're looking into. But I'm excited. James, are you excited? I'm beyond excited. What are you most looking forward to? To being 21. <laughs> well, mm. yeah, yeah <laughs> because last year wreck. James couldn't drink anything once we touched down in Orlando, so he just had to watch me drinking my beers. So we're excited that James can drink and come to do karaoke with me at Rises. Oh, get blitzla, get blitzla, ruined, <laughs> and just knock out a dolphin. <laughs> no, well, no, no, <laughs> not a dolphin. <laughs> But that's one of the main reasons that we're going to go to Flower and Garden Festival as well, because James has never been to Food and Wine Festival, and I know that he's really excited to do that in September, but I've never done Flower and Garden Festival, so I thought that would be a nice thing for us to experience for the first time together, and James can actually drink. So. And it's a bit like Food and Wine as well. You've got, you got quite a few stalls and booths. Yeah. That's it. And then I'll kind of ease them into how mental food and mind can go. Are you going to make him dance all around like uh, you do with Ash? Yeah, 100%. Blitzed? Yeah. <laughs> Quite, lad. I'll be too drunk to, to even question it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, they're the two trips that we've got planned. We've got really, really good deals um, with Virgin Holidays on their Black Friday sale. And because I'm a Virgin Flying Club member, I got extra discount on top of that. So if you're a Virgin Flying Club member, this isn't an ad for Virgin, by the way. But if, if they want to sponsor member, us, yeah, if you want to sponsor us, that's 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 cool. But usually, I think I always do it the wrong way. So I book my I book my holiday, and then afterwards I claim my miles through the app. But this time I I just typed my Virgin Flying Club numbering while I was booking and I got like another £200 off of one and £100 off the other and I was like why don't I do this all the time I, I've spent so much money that I clearly didn't need to be spending but that's just a tip for if you're a Virgin Flying Club member and you don't do that now you know the more you know with Amanda <laughs> but yeah we got really really good deals so I cannot wait for these two trips I'm really, really sad that Ash won't be there because Ash's baby's due at the beginning of April, end of March, beginning of April. So she definitely can't come with us. So it'll be sad to be without her, but I'm sure that we can FaceTime her. Maybe. Maybe. 
once or twice. <laughs> there's no, there's no good time to FaceTime when you've got a new baby. <laughs> no, she'll just hang up on us. Probably. But is there anything else that anyone wanted to talk about before we leave? Oh, no, I think I'm good. No, I know this has been a bit of a weird episode, but I kind of just wanted to cover James's feelings on on the parks from not not being there for the last ten years, and obviously we've waited a long time to do it. I should have done it a little bit sooner. But when we get back from both trips, I'll make sure to have James on to talk about it straight away so we can get his fresh feelings on things. Uh, not six months after. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We have a busy schedule. Yeah. <laughs> we can only fit you in when someone cancels on us. Let's let's just give a shout out to Theme Park Trader. Yes. So we are going to be recording two episodes with Theme Park Trader next week. So we are going to be recording the long-awaited E.T. debate. Yeah, E.T. rocks. I'm nervous. I'm really nervous about this because, Craig, I feel like you're going to flip-flop me like the entire time. No, I love E.T. Honestly, if you mention one time that you hate E.T. or you say anything after E.T., I'm actually going to disown you because it's just me and you against everybody else. Me and you, I've got your back, girl. Please, please really do. But it is with me and Craig versus Nick, Ryan. Is Dan going to be on? Dan is going to be on. Dan the man. Okay. So it's pretty much everyone versus me and Craig. And we're going to be debating why E.T. should stay. And this episode is coming out six o'clock on Christmas morning. So that whether you all get your brand new iOS devices, you can all download. You've got a little bit of us in your ear as you're eating your Christmas dinner. Yeah, and everyone knows that after you've opened your presents and had your dinner, you're, you're at board of Christmas. So yeah. you listen to our episode, it's going to be two. So the first one's going to be on our feed, and that's going to be the ET episode. The second one is going to be on Theme Park Traders feed, and that's going to be about Space Mountain. Which is shit. Which is glorious. And need well, we're on opposite teams there. Eh? <laughs> we're on opposite teams on that one, so we can fight on that one. Oh, it's got to go. <laughs> it's I literally, I I literally nearly get decapitated on that every time I ride it. That's because you're seventy five thousand feet tall. <sighs> That's because I eat meat and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably is. But I love Space Mountain, so I'm excited to stick up for both rides. And I'll, I'll probably cry on both episodes because it probably means me. <laughs> We've got to get pissed on Monday night, haven't we? We will probably be very, very drunk. So look forward to that on Christmas Day. We're going to have another just after dark out in... Well, Nick says it's two weeks. We've gone two weeks, but Nick... But he's, released, released. he's released three in five days. <laughs> yeah. Nick lies. I think he's got Tourette's or something. <laughs> Just keeps pressing record and putting shit out. Exactly. So there'll be another After Dark at some point. Maybe, tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, maybe tomorrow there'll be one. And then we are going to be doing Universe After Dark every week now. We did agree on every other week, but there's just too much stuff that I want to talk about, so it's actually going to be every week. We'll hopefully have an exciting guest on really soon. 
So that's look forward to. And if you're a Patreon supporter and you still haven't listened to the Patreon episode, go and listen to that because it was a really, really good episode and you'll really definitely enjoy it. If you're not a Patreon, then you'll maybe hear some some bits because I just waffle about it all the time anyway. But thanks so, so much for all of our Patreon supporters. We really do appreciate the support that you give us and it helps us to be able to put content out as much as you want to listen to it and we want to put it out. Anything else to bring up? Oh, Luke's videos. Go and watch Luke's videos. <sighs> Search for Diz After Dark or the After Dark Podcast Network on YouTube and you'll find all of Luke's amazing videos. The last one was of him trying British sweets. So Craig sent him a box of all kinds of different chocolates and Luke tries them on camera and it's it's pretty cool. So go and watch them. He will have a video up from the Universal Christmas stuff, ASAP. I think he's there today. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be out. So go and search for it. Subscribe to us if you're not already subscribed. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. I'm eating (laughs) y'all. We're going to need a bigger boat. Amity, y'all.